Hello, we're the Revitalize and Grow podcast, here to give you top tips on how to take your marketing and communications to the next level and help you grow. I'm Jenny, your host, and each week I'll be joined by one of my fellow pros to pick apart various PR and marketing topics, demystify the jargon, and give you some practical tips that you can apply to your own business. Occasionally, we'll be bringing on some special guests for bonus episodes. You can find all the latest episodes and keep in touch with us at adpr.co.uk or find us on all the socials. You can find the handles in our bio. So grab your cuppa and join us and don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss the latest episodes. And welcome back to the Revitalize and Grow podcast, here to help you take your marketing and communications to the next level and help you grow, or just simply have a little chat about communication stuff. Um, I'm Jenny, your host, and this week I'm joined by Becky and Kira. Hello, ladies. Hello. Hello. And we're talking about mental health and well-being in PR and marketing. Um, we appreciate it's a really big topic, and we are by no means claiming to be experts in the area um but we do live it and breathe it every day and it and you know and it does affect us and it affects a lot of people so we just wanted to share our own views in the hope that it helps somebody listening um so without further ado i'm going to start with a stat from um recent research that found half of people working in PR, marketing and communications reported experiencing severe stress, anxiety or burnout on several occasions over the past 12 months. Um, I don't find that that surprising, but I'm going to sort of hand over. So Becky and Kira, just initially, like what are your, what's your immediate reaction to that stat? I mean, I'm pretty with you. It's not, it's not a surprising stat. I would probably expected to be a bit a little bit higher maybe um knowing the industry working but maybe there's also over the last couple of years been maybe we've become a little bit more resilient over the last couple of years mm-hmm. given mm-hmm. pandemics and <laughs> the way we've had to adapt to new ways of working and living so yeah not not that surprising from my side I definitely think uh, the changes in working from home is something quite drastic in the PR industry specifically, as well as cost of living at the moment is another general issue that I suppose can feed into it as well. But as Becky said, um, there's been yeah quite a bit of data throughout the past couple of years, obviously during COVID and the lockdown where we've uh, really been looking at mental health so for a little bit uh, more of an insight from the PRCA so I'm sure if you work in public relations or marketing you'll know of the PRCA but if not um, they are called the Public Relations Communications Association and they are an industry leading body trade association Mm -hmm. uh, for PR in the UK and globally Um, so some of their data um, in their opening the conversation about mental well-being during COVID, unfortunately, was uh, quite negative. So 60% mm-hmm. of PR and communications professionals experience mental ill health and 89% have struggled with mental well-being. So mm-hmm. that's pretty wow. high from that consensus. Yeah. And furthermore, just in a bit of a comparison to other industries, 31% of PR professionals surveyed said that they find their job very stressful compared to uh, 19% of UK workers. Mm. So it is a bit higher. Uh, 
than I think, average. So. I think that probably goes with the <laughs> with the trade a little bit, doesn't mm-hmm. it? Um, yeah. And by no means, like in comparison to other sectors, because I haven't worked in other sectors really. Um, but um, like PR and marketing is deemed quite a stressful industry to work in. Obviously, there are other very stressful industries to work in for different mm-hmm. reasons. Um, but I think PR is quite notorious for being quite a stressful industry, whether you work agency or in-house, there's lots of different pressures internally and externally that um, that have an impact on the role you do. Yeah. And also I think you all deal with, we all deal with stress in different ways and have a limit on how much we can, where our kind of mental capacities at in order to keep our well-being good mm-hmm. and when it kind of teeters over the edge and what we're going to do about that to try and keep it in check so yeah not surprising but I think uh, I think we're all aware that this kind of sector that we work in is quite a stressful industry yeah absolutely and there are there are lots of reasons for that aren't there and it's we're quite when you work in communications and and marketing PR and marketing and like you said Becky whether it's in-house or agency you you're a bit of a middleman aren't you you middle person I should say middle lady <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> middle person um for multiple stakeholders and often you're the one that has to c- constantly justify what you're doing because mm-hmm. it can be quite a misunderstood sector you know not everybody although everybody thinks they know marketing <laughs> so, should I say that no, no. everyone thinks they know it uh, but it's actually can be quite misunderstood and and also sometimes hard to measure tangibly. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's quite stressful when you're put in this position, say you're a marketing manager and you're constantly reporting to senior leaders or management or boards that don't really 100% get what you do and the impact of, of what you do. So you're constantly sort of justifying what you're doing. And that's quite stressful mm-hmm. you know to to feel like people don't know your value in that sense yeah um, absolutely and I personally think that's a big a big part plays a big part in terms of how you know that anxiety and that stress mm-hmm. in the industry it plays quite a pivotal role of like dealing with other stakeholders um from like an agency perspective that means that often you have lots of different clients mm-hmm. they're in different sectors maybe different industries so you need to know those industries, read around those industries, know the products and services obviously very well from your clients. On the in-house side, you might be reporting to your own PR agency or design team or social mm-hmm. or reporting across different teams within your business as well. So I think there's lots of external pressures and deadlines and different people to talk mm-hmm. to, and they all like to be communicated to in one way and someone else might like another way or their deadline is obviously very important, but so are these other priorities that mm-hmm. are sat on your list as well. I think so that can all add to it. And wouldn't it be lovely if it was a nine to five job, but it's absolutely not. Like when mm. you add in events or activations or working with influencers or digital platforms, mm. it, it's not really a nine to five job anymore. And mm. I think we're all, I think you're a certain type of person. If you work in PR and marketing, you love being on the go and you love getting involved with things, but that also takes its toll as well, doesn't it? On yeah. your personal life and your well-being, and people have got friends and families and social lives as well. So mm. 
it is a very fine juggling act, as I'm sure for lots of different industries as well. But obviously we know from kind of marketing and comms perspective. Yeah. And and from a when you look for sort of drill very specifically down to media relations, you know, under that PR banner, what and I, I know I I say it a lot, one of the things I find most stressful and induces my anxiety a lot, tenfold, <laughs> is, you know, we're very good at crafting stories. We're very good at knowing what will work with journalists and what will work with, you know, the the current um sort of worldview at the moment. We know how to pitch angles. We know we have good relationships with journalists, but essentially it still just comes down to the fact that the control is with somebody else. (laughs) So, you know, you could have everything absolutely spot on and right and it still won't get, you know, you won't get that piece of coverage that you really wanted or needed or, you know, something else might happen on the news agenda that completely blows your story out of the water and then you've missed the shot. And, and it's, that is quite stressful. (laughs) And I think that's can really feed into actually that anxiety for people in the industry is that that control isn't with you. And then you again, have to do that kind of justification back to whether it's a client (laughs) or, you know, a senior leader within your business or a board and that is in itself quite quite hard to deal with and it's just one of the many things that people <laughs> and, in the industry have know, to deal with you can do you can do as much as you can do if you like like mm. you can get the story and the angle you can even secure it and the journalist does an interview or they come to your factory or place of work and have a look around or you spend thousands sending them to your headquarters in America or Norway or wherever and do all the interviews, facilitate what they need and agree the angles of the story still might not run. Um, yeah, for, for a multitude of reasons. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's, oh, it's and stressful. So, so my so heart sh- is racing already. <laughs> <and> like, <laughs> the, stress, the stress of it. Yeah. But, or um, there's like the other side where um, perhaps you're waiting for sign-off on things to meet your deadline or you need certain assets to meet the deadline or to ensure that the piece is going to be a full page article as opposed to just a couple of lines um we all know pictures tell a thousand tell a thousand words don't they but um yeah there's lots of different things that kind of feed into it that induce people's anxieties or Mm. keep you awake at night (laughs) yeah I would definitely agree I think that's a really good point on as you both just mentioned so many different services we offer especially in an agency environment where we've got fantastic clients but we've got also lots of them which is great but there's lots of deadlines and lots of different pieces of work for all different clients so I think organization and prioritizing work is really key to make sure you're on top of it and also then if there is a period of stress or you're feeling quite burnt out then I definitely say recommending going to your line managers and your management to ensure that you're uh, setting out your yeah priorities really well mm. and making sure you can manage all those timelines and milestones well because otherwise it can get yeah a little bit intensive of <laughs> yeah <laughs> things uh, so yeah it's, it's definitely really vital I think for this industry organization and it's also ironically about communication isn't it and being honest mm. with yourself but also your team about 
how you are feeling and what you can do physically and mentally right now and where that limit is. And um, I think we said earlier, like everyone has different limits of how much can be in their brain at one time or on their mm-hmm. list or focusing. And like, there's lots of different things you can do to try and feed that out or like kind of settle, re kind of find that balance again. But like, we're all so different and we've all got different mm. levels and capacities of what we can juggle at the same time or have in our mind or on our mm. desk. I know there was um, something we did recently as a team was like a visual illustration of having like a, a bin or a tub with a tap and you fill it up with all the things that are in your mind at the moment or you're thinking about or give you reason for concern or they stress you out and that can be work related. It can be home life, but they both kind of feed into each other, don't they? Like your home life will impact how you work, you do at work and your work mm-hmm. will impact how you are at home. Like I think that's normal, but we all do, we all have different levels and we need to accept and work with that and communicate about how we're feeling um, and like what we need to try and move mm-hmm. forward or to take a few things out of the tub or the bin or turn the tap mm-hmm. on to let a few things out. And yeah, that was a really good exercise that we did actually. And I think, yeah, like you said, you put everything in so it can be, you know, like really broken down. Hope, you know, for me, I've got in there like homework for the kids, you know, school, (laughs) school runs. And so all that goes in, you know, training a puppy, (laughs) um, uh, PTFA work. Yeah. All this stuff that goes in is also home stuff. And then all the work things like knowing, Oh God, I've, you know, supporting the team, you know, new business, like all the stuff that goes into that. And then, as you said, Becky, it's great. That little visualization struggle to say that visualization of the, the tap. So knowing what are those things that help release that pressure for you? So whether it's, the fact that you um, love reading or you love running or yoga or, you know, spending time with your friends and family, the stuff that actually kind of releases Mm -hmm. uh, and gives you time away. Um, Yeah, that was a really good exercise that we did actually as part of. um, So we all did, we're all mental health first aiders, aren't we? Yeah, we all um, think it's really important to be able to... um, recognize if somebody is struggling and have the tools to help them. And I would, I'm sure you guys would agree. I would a hundred percent recommend doing that to anybody mm-hmm. um, and become a workplace mental health first aider. Cause it's, it's so beneficial for yourself as well. The training, it's a two day course. It's incredible. The tools you learn for yourself, but also, you know, being able to recognize it in, your colleagues and step in if you need to and offer them support. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it was it was incredibly valuable and I would definitely recommend it. I do, even for like ourselves as well, as, as being able to like identify some of the signs or like notice when you might need some help, but also how we can better support our colleagues and signpost them to like professional help or mm. um, just like tools that they might need to be able to gain. Like it's not about control, is it? But it's how it's how you feel and how you you feel with your mind. Like your mental health is just as important as your physical health. We absolutely need to get over this taboo of like if you I don't know hurt your back, you'd go and see the doctor, wouldn't you? Mm. And you'd have no problem phoning work to say you've been sick in the night so you can't work but 
I still think there's so, there's so much work that needs to be done around like making it okay when you're not okay or you're having a really bad period in your life because of X, Y, Z. I think mm. we all need to be able to, we need to feel comfort, comfortable and confident to be able to talk about it. And that's where it's really important, isn't it? For like us at work to be able to, we've all recognized it. We've all done the first aid, mental health first aid training. So we know how important it is at ADPR. Um, and we want to continue to spread that message mm. and help, whether it's at work, it's for ourselves, it's for our kind of peers, friends and family. Um, yeah. I think it is really important. Definitely. I would say as well, just linking to that, especially with the working from home, I do think people often maybe feel a little bit of a sense of guilt if they're having a bit of an off day or something Mm -hmm. like that or feeling a little bit under the weather. Um, I know I've definitely done it before. You just think, well, I'm at home. I've got my laptop on me. And as you say, if it's something where you hurt yourself physically, you might well call in sick and not actually go into Mm -hmm. the office to make other people unwell for example if you have a bug but I think yeah it's sort of a bit of an oversight sometimes mm-hmm. which obviously it shouldn't be uh, it is just as important but definitely I think at ADPR something that we've been really focusing on as well is ensuring even though we do predominantly work from home we have really regular like touch-in points not just about work and not just about actions and clients and what we're doing in our roles day to day but really as people how we're feeling so Mm. I get to speak to both of you which is really lovely really (laughs) frequently and not all often about work so it can be about just how I'm feeling generally what Mm -hmm. you know my capacity is like not only at work but with other things that I've got going on and I think yeah it's really really important um that we do things like that so we have like a weekly cup of tea where it's not work related we just have a chat catch up about Netflix series we're watching and what's in the news and yeah it's it's a really nice way to unwind at the end of the week and Mm -hmm. Yeah, just catch up with your employees and have a bit of a bit more of a meaningful, like down to earth personal chat as well. I think it's super important to help feel mm-hmm. yeah, involved and engaged with your team. I think if we were in the office, we'd do that kind of chat anyway, don't you? If yeah. you're in the office all the time, think back ooh, two years ago or however long it was to yeah. when we were in the office five days a week or however many days and like we would chat anyway about married at first sight or <laughs> whatever series we're watching at the moment <laughs> yeah. guilty pleasure um or like oh, I don't know how date night was the night before or what did you do at the weekend or how are you celebrating your birthday like things like mm-hmm. that all of the day-to-day stuff that helps you feel connected as, as, as a team and like maintains those relationships that we have like it is really important that like we're all catering for that and not just because we should but also because we want to like I Mm. think something that is really special about ADPR is that quite close-knit team we're not the biggest team but we do epic campaigns and we do fantastic award-winning work but we work really hard together and so we need Mm. to like support each other as well like when we do events or plan big activations it's not a nine-to-five thing often Mm. there's evening work stayovers away from home sometimes international travel so it is really important that we're supporting each other and we are aware of like the impact that it can have like I don't know being away from your partner might not be fun or your kids or your dog for example Mm. so it's important to recognize those things isn't it yeah and I think you know there's a a couple of good 
points there, I think, in terms of, because um, there could be people listening that are like, this is all great, but actually it's not possible within my organization. It's not possible within my business. You know, this is all, all so much of it does, um, it's top down, isn't it? It's led mm-hmm. by management. It's led by a culture. And we're incredibly lucky that that is not lucky. We also build it ourselves, don't we? We, you know, sure, every, yeah. we all build it and work together and work hard to make sure that we're all happy and healthy. Um, but it is a, it is top down, you know, you need to have senior leaders that are bought into the fact that mental health and wellbeing is a very, is very important and should be the focus, you know, your employees should be your number one priority and, you know, mental health is, is part of that. And again, as we said, even sort of in large organizations, I think having like putting a focus and having something like mental health first aid training is so valuable just because everybody can understand it and, you know, and senior leaders should as well. It isn't just a thing that you send employees on and people of a certain (laughs) level, you know, it should be, it should be everywhere. Um, and they should prioritize and make you feel comfortable if if you need to approach them. As you said, Kira, you know, if you're having a really don't want to swear, then you have to put a little E on the podcast. Uh <laughs> 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 explicit. Really rubbish day. Or, you know, and if actually things are building up and you're heading towards burnout, you should be comfortable enough to speak to somebody about that. Um so that, you know, so they can support you and you can get the support that you need. Um, and I think in terms of sort of little things we do, I think you've mentioned some already, but I think it's important to sort of find what works for everybody, doesn't it? Like, and what works for you and your team. Um, we have, as you say, like our weekly cuppa, we have a social committee that looks at um, stuff we can do to get together. Um, we did try, didn't we? we? Had for a bit. We had meditation. We had weekly meditation, and it was um, sort of virtual meditation. And we all got together, and it was it was good. But actually, we found that it wasn't quite working for everybody, so we stopped. And we didn't. And we're choosing other things to do. And I think that's important. To sometimes people or organizations can keep doing something that isn't working because it's like, but this is supposed to be a good thing. Meditation and everybody will love it and I'll calm everyone down. But actually you have to find something that's good for you and good for your team um, and your organization because everybody enjoys different things. And if you have that visualization, I cannot say it, visualization of the bucket and the tap, that tap, those activities are different for everybody. Yeah. I totally agree. And I definitely say it links to this again, that I think managers do really need to have an oversight of knowing if their employees are feeling a certain type of way or just generally what the feeling of engagement within the organization is like. So I think as well, we do uh, a few, how many is it? A couple of months, every couple of months, we do an employee engagement survey. Oh, yes. Oh, every yeah. three months. Yeah. yeah. Quarterly. 
quarterly, every quarter, yeah, we do an employee engagement survey. So Mm -hmm. it's all anonymized, but it does give you obviously an opportunity if there is anything that's uh, making you struggle at work, be that personally again or work-wise, you can then feed that back without perhaps feeling a little bit embarrassed or feeling a bit worried Mm -hmm. of the reaction. So it's a really nice way of ensuring that obviously the managers then do know and understand what's going on. So I think it's fair to say it is important to ensure that they are aware of how you're feeling because even in our team uh, meetings we have like the little happy polls like there's a little <laughs> smiley face and it goes down to a sad face and we just check in on how everyone's feeling and again anonymous but the manager will see this and then get a bit of an idea if somebody's got a really sad face for example that day that someone in the office or in the work uh, place might need attention and might need mm-hmm. taken aside and just checking on um in those sorts of cases but I think yeah it's really nice because at ADPR that is something that is really valued and really important mm-hmm. so as an employee at quite a junior level it's nice to know that uh, everybody in senior positions does look out for you in that way as well so I definitely yeah I would say reporting on it uh, to some extent is important just mm. so yeah people are a little bit and, and we it. talk we talk about this a lot in other in other podcasts too in other mm. episodes but like in inherently I think so many people in PR and communications are people pleasers and it's just in us to want to do <laughs> really well to want to please everyone to want to please clients and other stakeholders, journalists, colleagues, you know, we're torn in all these different directions. And, you know, sometimes you have to sort of put boundaries in place or or also realise that it's okay to just be having a bit of a crappy day. And that's Mm -hmm. right. You don't have to have a constant smile slapped on your face, you know, if you're not, if you're not feeling it. And actually, as you said, Kira, those polls are quite good just to know it doesn't even need to be that some serious action needs to take place. It can just be like, oh, do you know what? The general sense of the team, people are feeling a bit run down. People are feeling a bit, you know, they're not feeling their happiest. They're not feeling, you know, really super motivated because they've got lots going on. And it's just being able to adapt and be like, right, we might, you know, we might need to be helping people out a little bit more or seeing what support we can give or just giving people a bit of a break. That's... Mm-hmm. But also giving people the space to be able to like notice that and actually see like does someone need a chat? Like the way we do our weekly polls, everyone sees the results. So everybody knows if there's one person that's feeling a bit down today or um, a couple of people and given the opportunity to say like we can see that someone or there's a few people that aren't feeling great today or there might be other stuff going on like I'm here the good thing about ADPR is everyone's a mental health first aid trainer. So mm-hmm. not a trainer, they're a first aider. <laughs> yeah. um, wow, we have been promoted. <laughs> <laughs> um, but giving them the space to be able to, like, if you need to talk to someone, please do. Like, the door is open, my phone is ready to mm-hmm. wait for your call. Like, we can go and grab a cup of tea um, and just have a bit of a chat or go for a walk outside. Like, there's little things that you can do sometimes that you just means you get away from it like I also struggle if my desk is a mess or my to-do list is really messy with things crossed out which is great but or like highlighted and it's just not it doesn't look very clean and tidy that doesn't help my mental state whether it's Mm. good or bad like I need to 
tidy my desk or write a new to-do list. And it's little things sometimes that can make the difference, like asking someone if they want to go and have a chat or a cup of tea or a walk or Mm. go to the shops or something. Like it's sometimes, yeah, just the little things that will make a difference that can help at that real point, at that point where like maybe it is just a bad day, but it could be something else or there might be other stuff going on that we don't know about. Mm. So yeah, I think that's really important. And I think we're lucky, you know, we're and we're talking a lot here, aren't we, from an agency point of view, but definitely we know that, and I've worked in-house too, so, and I've worked in larger or smaller teams, and it, it can be um, quite stressful or lonely being, being on that site. If you're a lone sort of marketing manager or you're in a very small team, that in itself can be quite difficult because you don't necessarily have sort of this team of support around you that knows what you're going through and knows sort of maybe what the stresses at work are because they don't understand. And that is, you know, very important to know, as we talked earlier, that you've got somewhere you can go and talk to someone. We know that as an agency, we also act as an extension of teams. Mm -hmm. Um, And we offer that support too, so that people know that they can come to us and be like, I'm so stressed, you know, like this is, I'm so stressed out by these internal pressures and, and we can help. And I think not just, you know, not from just a work sense, from a actually offloading, having a chat sense. Um, And I think that's quite important because I'm sure it probably resonates with lots of people who are marketing managers in, in house that you don't always feel like you've got this big team around you and mm-hmm. team of support like you like we do as an agency um so again I think it's kind of really useful to be able to speak to senior leaders or have that kind of mental health training going on so kind of everybody can appreciate it but also finding those things that work for you in terms of um having people you can talk to or activities that kind of release some of those stresses from that bucket um yeah and it's not the same for everyone is it that's not no and it's it's also just being okay with the fact that it, it is okay to not always feel your best or be on top of the world and I think what's nice with a lot of our clients is we have that relationship with them where they can sometimes be like oh my god this is what's going on or this is everything I need to get done what can I hand over or where can we share some of that pain or just talking about it sometimes like we might not actually be able to like change anything or change deadlines or but we can talk about it and look at ways that are how can we prioritize it what what needs to be done first is there any additional support we can offer whether it's internally in our team or it's kind of externally looking for additional support as well but yeah communication is often key here so that people know how you feel but also understand the situation a bit better as well yeah and it isn't always work stress is it that's the thing you've got yeah, other okay. you know everyone's got stuff going on that you don't necessarily know about so it's um just knowing that you've got a support network somewhere wherever that is that can can help you is um I'm very lucky that I've got so personally for me I've got a sister that I'm very close to but she also works in PR so we're like, <laughs> it can annoy uh, the husbands that we get together and chat PR and communications and they find it incredibly boring. But I'm very lucky that we're very close 
but we can also offload onto each other and kind of get it. So she's, you know, she gets it when I'm like, oh God, I'm just I'm so stressed because of X, Y, Z. And she can be like, yeah, no, I know what you mean. I can yep. totally sympathize <laughs> with that. And, and you know, vice, vice versa. And it's just, as you said, Becky, it's not necessarily that you want a solution. Mm. You just want to offload and chat, to, just chat to someone to kind of get it out. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, oh, I feel... So much better. Yeah, lighter. So much better just for, as they say, a problem shared is a problem halved. Even if they're not doing anything, they're just there offering you a bit of emotional support. It's, you know, that's where I tend to, she's, she's on my list of the, on the tap, on the bucket. (laughs) Have a chat, have a chat with Cam. And then (laughs) that's made me feel much better. So, um, and I think, Everyone's different and everyone's got that different sort of support network. As we say, we're by no means experts in this area, but I think it's just, we know because we live and breathe it, don't we? So we do know that um, and we experience that pressure within the industry and what that, what that feels like. Uh, anything else, ladies, do you think that we, we should, sh- we need to share I think we've like everyone's like, oh wow. No, stop. I think we've shared quite a lot to be fair. (laughs) You're bringing me down. (laughs) Not at all. No. Um, Well, um, well, that, that's, I think we can wrap it up there. I think. Um, thank you again for listening. I know um I suppose we just want to say that we know that it's a, a highly pressured industry um we would absolutely recommend looking into the mental health first aid training and also looking into um the various different organizations like kira mentioned like prca who often have advice and can signpost you into the right direction um what we could do actually is after this just within uh, we can signpost some different resources that you can go to there's some good places on the nhs if you feel like um you want to look into it a bit more and find out a little bit more about support networks then you can do that um otherwise and um, please do feel free to get in touch with us you can reach us at hello at adpr.co.uk um otherwise we will see you next time bye